This is the Seafair Investor Podcast, bringing you the tides of investing and personal finance from to millennial seafarers and alike. I'm your host, Soshin, a full-time seafarer, value investor, and a personal finance enthusiast. Welcome to episode one. Today's episode will be a kind of an introduction for my podcast. It will be about uh, why I started this podcast, some background about me, my take on personal finance, and why I think millennial seafarers are in the best position to save and invest. Let's go! So why did I start this podcast? Before I fully answer that, I will give some context to it. First, I love learning through audio format. Well, podcasts in general. It gives me the flexibility to work on something else while listening. My hands are free and I can walk around, jog, or do some job. (laughs) Especially in my line of work, we can't watch videos while on duty at sea. We need our eyes to have undivided attention. But listening to music on considerable volume, of course, is allowed per se. And that includes podcasts. Last year, I started studying personal finance and investing on my own. And I can say that Listening to podcasts while working really put some speed to my learning curve. Uh, Instead of letting my mind wander off while doing manual repetitive tasks like cleaning, I listened to someone explain to me what the stock market is. So in short, if listening to podcasts made me learn faster, other people could also do. And in a way, this gave me an idea to start one myself. And another reason as to why I started this, and the most important one, is I want to help my fellow seafarers not fall into common financial mistakes that could have been easily avoided, like a quick Google search would have been enough. Seafarers my age are the common prey of quick-rich camps and other quote-unquote safe investments, which is still a scam nonetheless. All because seafarers, when they go home, mostly have a capital to splurge on. So that's why they're a victim to these It's really easy to scam people with even 30% guaranteed returns. That's why I hope with this podcast, I can help establish a good financial foundation and awareness for my fellow seafarers and to those who are also seeking the same. Mm, So moving on, uh, some background about myself. I am a professional seafarer and have been sailing for the past seven years. 
and I've been exposed to a lot of ship types, like uh, different types of tankers, crude oil, and uh, chemical ones. However, in the past two years, I have been in the offshore industry. It's a, a specialized uh, niche of the sh- shipping sector that caters to anything related to offshore work, hence uh, the name. <laughs> like uh, maintenance of the oil rigs, uh, wind farms, mm, subsea cables, and seabed surveying, to name a few. And because of this job, I've met a lot of uh, interesting people from different walks of life and nationalities. It sounds cliche, but those encounters help shape who I am now. <laughs> and on the other hand, I've been deep into personal finance since last year. And with investing in the stock market, I only started putting my money in last February this year. So, it does not really scream like I have an authority I know and experience on this, but in the past few months, I have accumulated a lot of uh, insights, not only from my experience, but from talking to people more experienced than me. And, of course, uh, I have made mistakes that people in the industry would consider as quote-unquote tuition fees you pay to the stock market. Uh, And uh, with this podcast, I'm planning to lay down those paths and new experiences and learnings in every episode and perhaps make this uh, podcast like a journal of some sort of my investing journey. Plus, I have... A kind of a selfish reason for doing st- doing this podcast. This podcast will give me an excuse to interview people that are more knowledgeable than me on topics I'm interested in. So it's a win-win situation for me and uh, my listeners. We all learn together. Uh, okay, um, sliding to another topic. So, let's get to the nitty-gritty of the episode. What is personal finance for me? Uh, Okay, let's start with the textbook definition. Let's see. I will be reading now from Investopedia.com. It says, Personal finance is a term that covers managing your money as well as savings and investing. It encompasses budgeting, Banking, insurance, mortgages, investments, retirement planning, and tax and estate planning. The term often refers to the entire industry that provides financial services to individuals and households and advises them about financial and investment opportunities. So, it's really kind of long and and broad right? (laughs) It involves a lot of things. Uh, Okay, uh, here's another take from Investopedia on personal finance. So it says, personal finance is about meeting also personal financial goals, 
whether it's having enough for your short-term financial needs, planning for retirement, or saving for your child's college education. It all depends on your income, expenses, living requirements, and individual goals and desires, and coming up with a plan to fulfill those needs within your financial constraints. To make the most of your income and savings, it's important to become financially literate so you can distinguish between good and bad advice and make smart decisions. So with these definitions by Investopedia, it really gives personal finance two phases. Uh, one is the goals and the other management. So those are two words that cannot be separated because obviously you cannot have only management without some goal in mind to reach and vice versa. So what it is saying is personal finance should be both. Mm, But personal finance is what it is. Personal. What may work for you will not fully work on other people. Like in investing, there are those who have high risk tolerance, which is why they are stock pickers and have crypto in most of their portfolio. While there could be others that are conservative and only deal with fixed income instruments like bonds and treasury bills, Eh, whatever floats your boat, as they say. That's why I said earlier in the intro of the podcast is my take on personal finance and not what is personal finance. This gives a more subjective take on the topic and it does not give it a, how should I say this, a, a, a constrained meaning. So, yeah, I put the definition of Investopedia to give some context at the start. So... Anyway, my take is personal finance for me is knowing what money really is to you. Is it a key for freedom from your 9 to 5 job or a source of happiness for your family? In happiness, I mean it provides the necessary comfort for your family. Well, for me, I see it as a tool to be free someday from my profession because... I don't really see myself getting old working at sea. It makes me sad actually to see other seafarers still working several months of contract in their 50s. Heck, I even see ones who are already in their 60s. They sacrifice perhaps almost half of their lives being at sea, which translates to a lot of missed birthdays of their kids or celebrations that only happen once in a lifetime. And thinking of it makes me sad. And uh, yeah, I know what you're thinking. Well, there might be a, a handful that I know who love working at the sea. What I mean loving work at sea is that they are not there for the money but for the joy that brings them being isolated at sea. You know, sunsets out there can be really magnificent. But 
those types of people are the rare kind. <laughs> I can count them in my fingers even. But for the rest, most of them don't really have a choice but to continue work on ships. They are either stuck in a loop of using all their salary on board to pay loans they took when they were waiting for a ship at home. And when they finish their contract and get home, they need to take the same loans again that they took before because they don't have any savings from paying. So you see, it's a kind of an endless cycle. And uh, there are other situations can be like uh, they did not have any loans but they suffered from mishandling money and lifestyle creep early on in their career. So being a seafarer, uh, it's easy to think that you deserve a lot of things. I mean, don't get me wrong, uh, we all deserve to treat ourselves. It's just uh, being a seafarer can make you really overspend on treating yourself. (laughs) Well, imagine you are aware from civilization for many months, like, uh, let's see, an average of a nine-month contract. So, you are deprived of simple joys like uh, eating your favorite fast food chain or going out with friends. And I will be honest, I have daydreamed a lot before spending a week just drinking out, (laughs) you know. But the effect of overspending is real when coming home. The saying that uh, we deserve this rings harder to see first than other professions. No offense. And this results in spending all that hard-earned money because do you really track your spending when you're enjoying life? No. And in the end, they need to go back at sea again so to work because they don't have any money left. And which can also be a cycle. Because there's a, like a common saying that, ah, I can still go back to another contract after this. So it's okay for me to sp- spend all my money. So, yeah, that's... Uh, well, there are other situations also uh, that may make a seafarer not escape their profession, you know, those uh, usual cycles. But it may take me another hour of this episode putting them all. So I guess it deserves an episode of its own in the future. Anyway, in relation to my take in personal finance, I can I think I can transition now to my other topic, which is why millennial seafarers are in the best position to save and invest. So, seafarers, while at sea, we don't pay any rent, uh, food, and utilities. It is all shouldered by the ship owner. We don't pay rent because we're the one maintaining the ship. And fresh food provision can uh, would come every two weeks, or depending on how long the ship will uh, stay at sea. For the utilities, uh, we produce our own electricity from the generators. And fresh water is uh, produced in-house also by the courtesy of the desalination process. And I don't want to go more technical, but that's why they dub ships 
as small floating cities because it can be self-sufficient. And another thing is being a Filipino seafarer, uh, we don't pay any income tax in the Philippines. Of course, it's a different situation if you need to be taxed in another country your ship is operating in. And, but the overall Filipino seafarers uh, don't pay any income tax. However, we are required to remit at least 80% of our basic wage uh, back to the Philippines. So it, it is kind of our way of helping the economy in replacement of not paying any tax. So this provides, as they said, it's, it provides a continuous inflow of dollars into the country, which stimulates the economy. So that's why remittance figures are being reported on economic news. Mm, okay, so we don't pay basic bills and tax, which leaves us to have almost all our salary intact. I, I, I say almost because we pay social security also. What I'm trying to say is that these advantages already put us in a position to really have a lot of capital, excess capital to save and invest. Of course, it's a different situation if you're the the breadwinner of your family. But I think even with the right uh, management, uh, there would still be enough for you to save. I said millennial seafarers and not just seafarers. Why I am talking about my age group and not those who are older than me or why I did not just generalize it, you know. It's because we are in the best age to learn about investing and good financial habits to save and invest. And also, you know, the saying of people older than us, they said if they only started earlier when they were young. I think the main reason would be to start the compounding of money earlier and, of course, the habits. It should go hand in hand. So, to wrap the episode, um, I may not be in the position yet to comfortably retire, but uh, I am getting there, uh, slowly but surely. Baby steps, they say. And this podcast is my way of sharing the steps that I, I made. It may not be perfect, and I am sure it won't apply to everyone, but I hope I could help one or two. So, if you're still listening up to this point, I'm really grateful for bearing with my first episode i i can't thank you enough and if you still haven't followed this podcast please give it one and uh, next episode i will be talking about the wise in financial goals and the importance of having an emergency fund see you